It is Sunday, October 17th, coming up on 10 p.m. here on the West Coast. Uh, we just wrapped up with Sunday Night Football a little bit ago, where the Seattle Seahawks went to Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Um, the Seahawks ended up losing in overtime in a crushing defeat. Down 14 nothing at halftime, came all the way back to send it to overtime and turn the ball over inside the 20-yard line and let Pittsburgh uh, steal the win. Um, a lot of some things to be encouraged about in the game, some things that obviously were pretty disappointing. But overall, I thought the Seahawks showed a lot of heart to even get to that point. But when you get that close, it's still really disappointing to not come out with the win. Um, yeah. Um, I want to hurt. How do you feel, Nate? Uh, yeah, that was – uh, definitely a gut punch. Just, yeah, uh, not having a lot of optimism going into the game. And then, yeah, getting a glimmer of hope and, like, a little bit of, I guess, a feeling of an identity that we kind of captured on offense with the with running the ball so well and, you know, taking the second half away from the Steelers after just being down so big or just being down 14 early. Um yeah, it was just a gut punch to lose that just because I felt like we had captured the game momentum and we were just like mauling them. Like we're just running them down five yards a pop. Um, so it felt so good to to have some momentum and then optimism going forward, like of what could possibly be for the next couple weeks without until Russell gets back. But um, it was definitely, yeah, just a gut punch. Um I was encouraged by the defense, though, that that was easily our best defensive performance, even though the D-line didn't play particularly well. But we gave up like 350 yards, which um, is really good for us. Um, we've been giving up like 450 yards a game. So um, hopefully it throws a wrench in the historic pace for all-time worst defense. Yeah, I mean, look on the bright side uh... – the brightest spot I think we can both agree on of that defense performance was Trey Brown. For sure. Uh, didn't even know he was going to really get an opportunity to play coming off uh, the injured list. I kind of forgot he was um, playing that. But, yeah, I mean, he immediately made his impact known. It was weird. He made those two plays in the beginning. Um, they tried to hit. They tried to test him on a fade. He kind of had the guy boxed, the receiver boxed out, which I is a great play, and we just see so little of it by the Seahawks' corners or anyone in the secondary for that matter that immediately I was like, oh, that's a good play. And I was like, oh, that's Trey Brown. And then they pulled him, and then Sidney Jones got hurt, and they brought him back, and his second go-around was even better than the first. Um, he balled out, man. I mean, that play in overtime when he came up on and just uh, – I think it was on De – was it on Deontay? Came up, Deontay Johnson came up and hit him, where usually the Seahawks would easily let that go for a first down. Uh, that fired me up, man. I was probably most excited I got throughout the whole game. Maybe except for at the end when uh, end of regulation when we got that field goal, but yeah, I mean I'm, I'm no detective, but uh, I think it's easy to see that uh, our first week without Trey Flowers leading to our best defensive performance uh, is it's, it was pretty much all his fault. That could be uh, that guy could be on the bench and it would still be his fault. <laughs> <laughs> he literally sucked so bad, and uh, yeah, so it's no it's no uh, secret that he, he was the reason that we sucked so bad. Um, he, he was that hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> it was all, all him. You could actually probably say that. 
<laughs> that might be a valid stat. Exactly. If there's a way to quantify it, that'd be sick. But PFF could do it. For now, uh, I'm holding on to that. But, uh, you know, the big difference of this game, Geno Smith leading us uh, our first our first time in what, like, a, was 156 games or something without Russell Wilson ever since his rookie season. His first game without him starting, so that was a huge difference. And Geno came out looking – just pretty like, pretty bad just at like first. He left. Yeah, just like he left. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty bad at first. Just he's super, just stoic and kind of just flat, boring. Kind of no personality. No, he's like the opposite of demonstrative. Like he shows no feelings. Like we're like yeah, we we uh, especially in comparison to Russell, is such a pretty high emotion guy. Like he's even keel, but does show a lot of emotion. Yeah, we were talking about it before the podcast. Like he just has like zero leadership skills, and I guess it was Shay was telling me that it, that was something that was kind of a knock on him coming out of college. And it makes complete and total sense because he literally just, it, he does nothing to rally the, tr- the troops like in any way, encourage anyone, like show some sort of enthusiasm about getting back out there. Like he just looks like he literally couldn't care less if he wins or which, loses. Which is weird because he was actually pretty pumped up on that Thursday night game. When he was leading those drives, he felt like, I don't know, maybe yeah. this moment was too big for him where he's like, oh, it's all on me, you know, Sunday night football. I'm, I am the starter. Like, no, people are expecting more of me. Also, yeah, it's like the pressure of knowing that if you ever want to be an NFL starter again, you have to do well tonight. Yeah. Um, the play calling definitely handcuffed him a little bit early. Like, we were just running, like, screen, like, wide receiver screens to one side, and then that wouldn't work, so we ran it to the other side, like, immediately after, or just, like, plays that you just I don't were built to check game. down. Even though he ran the spread in college, I actually don't think the spread favored him because, like, it – if you're running with if you're running a spread with five wide and you have no running it, you're we're not running the ball, so these defense alignment are just going right after them. Like there has yeah. to be some like art. And it doesn't of, like, cater to our offensive line either. Try to like deceive the defense a little bit. Like we yeah. have a like we figured out that if we want to run the ball, we can. Like the Steelers have a sick, really tough front seven. Mm-hmm. So and our we have road graders. Like all our guys are run blocking. Like that's their strength. So why I just uh, I think that uh, it's something to take note of, even for when Russ comes back, because I think we've let the fans like get to the organization, like where it's like let Russ cook, let Russ cook. But we we can run the ball so effectively, and it's such a game changer. Like, it helps our defense, far a lot. As you, and it helps the defense. Like the time of possession is so big. Like mm-hmm. for not having your defense be out there constantly, there's yeah, there's nothing worse. To, then like not sorry you know to cut you off like but to have give up a touchdown have a three now with three passes which is you know we waste twenty seconds literally yeah and then go and then go give go another right back out yeah. there like just, and then you're like all right well like we're not getting any help and I'm just we just and based on the style of defense we play when we're giving up everything underneath their drives are naturally going to be long so it's like they're on the field for a long time we have short drives and they have to go out back out on the field for a long time again so it's just like it compounds in the worst way possible. And I, the Chargers coach Brandon Staley talked about this, about like running game, like what it does. And he's like, you can't, and he's a big analytics guy. He's like, you can't quantify what it does a lot, but it brings a physical presence to the game. Like it brings a physical presence that you're not going to get bullied. You're going to kind of assert your dominance on the other team. And I think that's what it really did. Like, exactly. Like, like we had Pittsburgh on the ropes because we were just bullying them. hundred percent. Like everything was downhill. It was literally like five yards of pop. It was so more. It was like, fun to it watch. Was so sick to watch. Refreshing. Like, um, I missed, I missed running the football and uh, it was our first hundred yard rusher since December, 2019. 
which I didn't even realize that until uh, I saw the stat. Um, but just looking at the stats here tonight, one that stands out is uh, Gino threw for six and a half a clip, which is just <laughs> kind of backs up my point, just completely non-threatening. <laughs> Big Ben threw for 5.7. <laughs> Big Ben threw for 5.7. We're not sailing deep. Yeah, it's actually it's crazy because Russell's average is always so high. It's remarkable that there there's only a 20-yard passing difference between them. Like, which shows that we were, Big ben didn't play we were right in the game. Yeah, he did not play great. The second, half, the second half, we shot. Big Ben's done. Yeah. He's old. They were they throw so many screens. Like, from the average fan's perspective. They kind of out-schemed us. On, like, they were just able to get by. Like, they, with, mm-hmm. uh, like, when it came down to being at the goal line, like, the tight end around or. Yeah. Uh, like. They would find that, like, on third down. Some sort of crappy third down, play call. Great, third down. Great, yeah. Wait, it was, like, third down from, like, third and four from, like, the 10-yard line. They. Ran that play to Claypool, where they Big Ben checked out of it, and he realized that we're playing a little off coverage, and literally I'm just said hike and throw it to him as quick as he can, and just like he's pretty exactly. big dude, fall like, forward, like just shit like that, like Gino wouldn't see just, that. Just yeah, like uh, taking what the defense gives you to like the max amount, like just football savvy. Like if they're giving four yards, we're we're going to take the four yards. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, Jamal Adams is just like <laughs> excruciatingly frustrating around the football, like. The- Bro, you got hit in the face with the football. Like, literally bounced off your head. It has to be a meme already. Like, just getting drilled in the face. And that, it's, like, dude, like, Marge can catch better. Come on. Like, that's our sister. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, the lack of awareness of where the football is is just so fresh. Because he's not even trying to make a play on the ball. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like he's literally just waiting to smack somebody. It's crazy because, like, say he did get the interception. It wouldn't be like, oh, he made some crazy play. Like, it would be like, you know. Yeah, he got a pick that was thrown to him, and he still couldn't do that. Like for him, <laughs> that's the be, bare minimum. After calling yourself the best in the nation, the best, best in the nation, nation. like that. that, that's so embarrassing. Like, how do you do that? And then man? on top of it, it was two times. But that like, would be huge for me if he even said that. He got the pick. Like, I would have like go say if that encouraged you to get an interception. Sure, and then you had the, the first one, which is a little borderline. But if you're a ball, if you're a safety that can just make plays, I was almost going ball like, hawking when he's not a ball hawking at all. The worst part of it both times is like. He didn't even move his hands to try to attempt mm-hmm. to catch the football. Like his hands were just still down. And I'm like, it's like you said, he's literally well, he's allergic. You're to not it. even aware of where the football is. Like you or you're reacting so slow, like that you you can't even lift your hands off your body to grab the football. Does or it, like make a, a move them in any direction. It's such a weird thing because you're like, oh, it's like funny when like, I don't know, a receiver goes to catch and it goes through his hands and hits him in the face. Like you just ran with your hands down like drill in the face. Like, it's like you're playing dodgeball and pegged in the face, man. Like the football was coming for you and you were going for it. Yeah. Like you were just sprinting full speed of the football, trying to hit it as hard as it was gonna hit you. Stop like, able force and then movable object. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was it's comical, but like it's not. It breaks my heart and it's super sad. But thank God. Oh, yeah. if that was the digs, man. Exactly. Digs will catch that no problem. But um kind of and Diggs, I didn't see I honestly much would say tra- I give Trey Flowers a better opportunity to catch that yeah. for sure. You bro, you've got that. He did have what, one crazy interception run. Like it was a prime time game. He just wouldn't be in the right position. He would have been somewhere yeah. else. But um, anyone, bro. Yeah, that's. But that does change the game if he picks that off. I think that I think because he's super fast and athletic. I think he could have scored. He was already so full speed going that way. Like I know, and like it's and yeah, all the receivers team? their receivers were behind him at that point. It was just like something across the middle. And then we did get our turnover. We did get our turnover, and we didn't score on it. And if we score on it, I think we win. And we get it in their territory. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, and we take what we happened was, on that drive. I think so. Was one first down. It was we got a, a 16 yard run to, with Alex Collins holding penalty. Oh, 
So Marco Jones came first right? and twenty. Then we ran the ball. DJ Dallas up the middle for ten yards. Then on so third we down, we passed, we passed the ball, which it was third and ten, and we passed the ball, and we should have ran it there. I thought just to like secure the points and get a field goal. I didn't think we were gonna get the first. And down, it wasn't a honest. crazy. It wasn't a crazy. Hole. Or at least if you get close enough, then maybe you do go for it on fourth down. But like at least. And then instead we took a huge sack and then took us out of field goal range and we didn't get any points out of it. Cause you just got to get points out of that. Yeah. Drive. It was a crazy hole. It wasn't that crazy of a hole. That was the one on Cam Hayward. It was a bad Cam Hayward and DJ Watt. DJ Watt was the obvious game record, but Cam Hayward lightly wrecked he the game won that too. Game. Yeah, Cam, yeah. That D line won that yeah, game. Yeah. Cause he had that, uh, that play, the holding course. And then he had the one where he just destroyed uh, Jamarco Jones and yeah. they, uh, got a sack. But I think they knew right when they had the Cam Hayward Jamar- Jamarco Jones matchup once Damian Lewis went out that they were just gonna exploit the yeah. hell out of And that. Alex Highsmith had a sack and a half, which I wasn't even really know who he is before tonight. Um and he beat Dwayne Brown a couple times, which is like super disheartening because he's supposed to be our best player of off's line, like the vet and the leader. Gosh. We had- and then obviously TJ Watt just abused abused Shell and we did nothing to help him. Like we just left him on island the whole game. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the fourth quarter, man, we have the ball on Pittsburgh 15. We get – we run it for five yards to Pittsburgh 10. Third and two at Pittsburgh 7. This was huge. This is the one where Cam Hayward beat uh, – or no, Smith, Alex Heisman. They beat Jamarco Jones, but he sacked Gino for 15-yard sack. It's pretty bad. That's when he beat Dwayne Brown. Yeah, or Dwayne Brown. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, we kicked off, ended up being a 40-yard field goal. But only getting three points out of drives that were – they got down to, like, the 7 and 35. Like, you can't only get uh, you can't only get three points at two two basically red, the, I, red zone. The drive. football IQ is the difference in this game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there was DK – I mean, it didn't cost us – end up costing us, but the uh, – him with – just to get us to overtime, like he catches one with 10 seconds left on the sideline and you don't decide to go out of bounds. We have no timeouts. You try to run a guy over and then fall out of bounds and he just clearly punches it out. Like, and what if you fall in bounds? Like it's just There's so many things. It's just literally anyone that's ever played football before. doesn't just do turn that. Turn your brain on. Like literally turn your brain on, dude. Like I, I don't, it's just the level of IQ is just astonishing. Like you astonishing know what's weird? when he caught it, I had this feeling he was going to run it. So, so did I. I, just, I got like, nervous mm-hmm. the second he caught it. I don't know why because mm-hmm. he, he just is – it's literally just sheer pride. Yeah, I'm not sure if you heard me like five times doing like, cover the ball, cover the ball. I'm always just so concerned about fumbles. I feel like we just play reckless sometimes. Like we try to truck people and that's when you always you always end up fumbling or you're just not careful. It's, well, it's just the one thing. It's like, okay, DK's extremely fast. He's extremely strong. So the only thing that can go wrong is him fumbling. Like yeah. it's not like I'm worried about him getting smacked. And losing the ball. And he runs high. It's like, it's just like, yeah, just pride. Like, he just wants to run someone over when it's not really necessary. And it, it mm-hmm. costs, it almost Total costs us. pride thing. Um, what was the other fumble I'm trying to think of? Well, Gina Smith, obviously. Well, yeah. Oh, DJ Dallas. The game. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. Almost fumble. Caught, that was a scary one, too. And he, he, he recovered it bounced, smoothly, right, but, it bounced yeah. right back to him, which is, like, really rare. Um, so, ball security was a, definitely a big issue tonight. Um, and then it it didn't hurt us until late. So, but it ended up costing us the game. So, mm-hmm. um, it was it was almost uh, like meant to be. Like we would have like, just like it was, your breaks can't go that your way that many times. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, not in the NFL. Hindsight's always you no know, twenty twenty. If you have seven points, you know, in the first just a touchdown in the first half, like 
if we was it imagine if, if we had that like uh, or even just a drive t- so that they don't have because they barely scored like yeah. they had the ball they had to score with like a minute left so it's like yeah. if you have any sort of sustained drive in the first half they don't they're not in that position and not even like that but i'm trying to think of like if we would have you know established a run in the first half we'd have been you know beating on them you know their defense would have getting tired with they would yeah. have like you kind of would mentally just you know take them out a little more just having those long sustained drives throughout a game i think by the second half you know we could have maybe taken the lead you know what was a weird game changer that uh it's kind of just hitting me now is Darrell Taylor's injury. It was just such a pause it in the game, the it, yeah. and it just sucked the life out of the stadium. Like, I was texting my friends, and I was saying, I was like, "Who do you think that favors?" And I was like, "I think it favors the Steelers." Like, yeah, our and best pass rusher, our best pass rusher for sure, our best pass rusher. Gets, and the motion thing, I feel like goes down, and then like, oh, you're fuck. just not really thinking about football anymore. You're, it's just an issue that's way bigger than that. Like the way he went out, you're just worried about this guy's health if he's going to be paralyzed like because it looked mm-hmm. he was down for 30 minutes especially between minutes. those two teams with and the ricardo with the ricardo locket injury and the ryan chazier those are the two teams that have had those gnarly like the last things you want to see in a football game i happen. do applaud the steelers fan base for they just it was, they were professionals like they understand the it's just a game at the end Super of the day severity. but um you know obviously these games mean a lot to us but there's more important things like Drill Taylor, but your health, like your well health. Being. Yeah, just – and they've seen, you know, with Ryan Shazier, exactly. Um, but back to the fo- – that I just felt like that did – was a bit of a momentum shift and um, just definitely maybe distracted – distracting from the game a little bit. By far, the, um, the most impressive thing to me by Geno Smith was getting that field goal drive to tie the end because I didn't think we had it in us really. I was like, ah. I did like we had four downs to work with, but – I thought maybe we could break something, like break a big thing. Like I don't know about a sustained drive. And he kind of had a sustained drive where he made some big throws. The ones, the one to Metcalf at the end, obviously. Was the one to Metcalf on the right side too? Uh, yes, Metcalf kind of juggled. On the but, sideline. Uh-huh. He juggled at first. And then, then he threw the one to Lockett, which is in between the linebacker and safety, which is those are throws you have to make in the NFL between the linebackers and the safety. Those touch passes. Yeah. And he did, but. Uh, yeah, the one to lock it. Like, I think that was Lockett's only catch of the game, or maybe he had one other short catch, but um, that was a super nice throw where he threaded it between the safety and the linebacker. It was just a um, – you know who had a really great play, though, for us that also helped us score was Gerald Everett. Mm-hmm. Gerald Everett caught a pass where he was hit immediately by two guys, ends up breaking right. those tackles, and then running for like another 25 yards, almost scores. He's super athletically gifted. I honestly thought like – We need t- to get him more I involved. thought tight ends were going to be more involved. They ended up you know, having some couple big plays that Gerald – They, the, I think it threw it off the first play we ran was that Gerald Everett little touch pass. I know. It was just like the worst-looking play. It was a tight end screen, I think, or a tight end – It was like a uh, pass, like – Yeah, and it just – Went for like negative five yards to start mm-hmm. the game. And I was like, all right, if Geno Smith wasn't in a hole, like he needs all the help he can get. Like you can't start him in a hole and expect to do well. And then Disley, I felt like he wasn't playing at all, but then he ended up getting the touchdown. Um, I think he had one more catch. Disley, did he have two catches? Disley had uh, two catches for eight yards. Mm-hmm. And I think we Absolute tried to beast. get him on one more. I remember we no, were, it was when Gino got sacked. We wanted him to throw it, and we ended up taking the field goal. Yeah, we were looking for and Disley. he was open. Yeah, 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 somewhat. I mean, he probably got stops short yeah. still, but getting tight ends involved just it opens up the middle of the field. I'm we don't use we can't the middle stay, field. Yeah, we ever. can't stay on the edges, man. It's just brutal. It's really hard to operate and often staying on the 
edges all the time especially with gino like those are the hardest throws to make mm-hmm. are it's like back shoulders or you know comeback routes or a fade and yeah. that's also just we didn't make one throw that was like to even give the illusion that we're going to try and throw the ball downfield like you know what i'm saying like there wasn't mm-hmm. uh we didn't drop one deep shot like a Russell not even Wilson a deep shot ball, like yeah. not even to pretend like just throw it out of bounds deep and just make it look like you're going to give that sort of effort i actually thought that we were when gino smith uh, in overtime when Geno Smith fumbled the, the ball, like it was mm-hmm. a big play action on first down. I was like, Oh, he's going to take a deep shot. And then he winded up for it. And then he ends up pulling it and whatever he ends up. Thinks he has a TJ Watt comes out of nowhere. And you could tell he thought he had had like the pump fake of the year too. And he thought like, everyone's <laughs> cool. Like he just like took off like, Oh my gosh, everyone is. And then he, that's what pisses me off about him. It's like, he finally starts getting like gritty in the fourth end of the fourth quarter mm-hmm. in overtime, like start showing emotion. When you have to be. Exactly. Right? Like, it's like, it, but I, that has to be your operating system if you're going to be a successful NFL quarterback. Like, you can't just be a leader at the one in crunch time moments. Because like, it's not being a leader. It's you, like, you're just, everyone's more high. Of course, yeah. it's, it's an intense situation for you. Like, you're a quarterback and it's a close game. It's the end of the game. But, like, all the way up to that, that's the difference between winning games and losing games. You can't just turn it on at the end and then hope to win. Like, if you have that grit going, in the first half and can put some points on the board, then maybe you're not in that situation. You know, this is a weird thing to think about, but like to backtrack all the way to the, the, the Seahawks Ram game when Russell gets hurt. Part of me wishes like Gino just didn't have those good drives. Gino say he looks terrible. I wonder if we go try to make a move for a Garner Minshew or a Nick Foles, a Cam Newton. And oh, that's true. That's you know what I mean? Like, and then we bring one of those guys in and it's, Hard for me not to say we don't win with one of those guys. Definitely um, with Cam Newton, I feel like we could have won that game. Really, I feel like Gardner would be the guy. Like he, it's just honestly, all we need is accuracy because Gino missed a few throws tonight, and he also it, he got three balls batted in the first half, if not more. Uh, yeah, and it was all by TJ Watt. I'm like, dude, can you just knock it off? I think that's back to like you're talking like, like football IQ, like just like football having, IQ, like pump faking or looking away with your eyes doing something yeah, that's, that's the thing is like if you stare down your receiver like they can mm-hmm. the d-line can see the passing lanes too he's looking he's looking staring right in your face the gaps so. in the nfl just close so much faster it's just so much faster 100 percent. and then it's like he he has a slow release on top of it so it's just they have all day to and then he didn't put any arc on anything nothing that's it's just like a straight no, liner so only one was for that locket pass 100 percent. only one and it's that. a straight liner so it's like yeah there's you're not going to get it over TJ Watt, like, and he's so he's such a smart, vigilant player that his awareness level is so high that he just sees that coming. If he's not winning on the edge, he's going to be looking for that. And that's crazy. I'm looking Garner because I just want to see Garner what his career numbers are. Guess his touchdown picks. Garner Minshew's. Uh, I would say that he has how many seasons was he to start? Like just two. Just two. Um, two, and I don't think it was full. I would say 30, he started. He started thirty twelve games in one, eight in the other. Oh, okay. 32 touchdowns and 12 picks. It's pretty freaking close. 37 and 11. 37 and 11. That's, uh, pretty, that's, that's, pretty, that's, that's a good guess. Good, man. <laughs> um, that is actually significantly over. It, those are significant, but in 18 games. Easily over. It, yeah. He's so 20, 20, 20, games. 20 games. 20 games. 7 Damn. and 13. Like that's over, you know, 3 to 1 ratio. It's just, yeah. And I mean, yeah, Gino just looks exactly like he did before. Like exactly, he just looks like a backup quarterback. There's nothing. He looks like there's a no element that he's going to bring you that's going to help you win the game, other than ball security, I guess, and handing the football off well. But like he, yeah, and 
he doesn't even have that. So what would you grade our offensive performance? Uh, could we do it by group? Like offensive line? Sure. Offensive line, I would give them a, a solid B. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, not a B minus, not a B plus, because a B plus if they pass box a little better, but like it was just mm-hmm. like. But their run blocking was really their good. Their run blocking was an A and their pass blocking was like a C minus. Um, and I then see. the receivers, I would give the receivers, it's hard to tell, uh, a B plus. I would give them an A minus, but DK just fumbled that one. And, but they made all the plays that were gone that went their way. So you can't ask for anything else. DK actually, and he did make a really good catch that low throw where they try to say incomplete. He's like, no, that's a catch. That's exactly. Like and he made some tough catches. Like mm-hmm. and the one along the sidelines. I mean, he just throws like that. And yeah, Tyler made a really tough catch. Gino throws the ball so slow and it's like losing velocity as it's getting there. Like it's barely off the ground. Mm-hmm. And the running backs like uh catching the ball at backfield, I'm not sure we running running backs, they get A for sure. Yeah, they, running backs. They did they're the only reason we did anything. And DJ Dallas caught a lot of passes, I felt like, towards the end. hundred percent. And he was getting yards after the catch, which I like. Alex Collins of- and DJ Dallas were our entire offense tonight. Did Alex Collins get hurt at the end? That kind of hurt us. Uh yeah, yeah, it did. He so he eclipsed hundred yards and then Literally on that play, they sold a soul. He had a hip injury. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Dallas five catches, thirty three yards. Um, but you know, five so points. what do you think about? How do you feel about us going forward? Like, or do you, okay? Number one, do we sign someone? I want to. You want right. to sign someone? Okay, I do too. Who would you want to sign? Garner. You well, want, you want Garner for sure. That's who we have to. Tra- we have to trade for him. Right, Garner on the Eagles. I would want Garner or Cam probably. Just because Cam's a free agent and we don't have to give up anything for him. Um, and then how do you think people would go nuts? How do you think we game? look going into the bye week? Like what what how do you feel going into the bye week as far as like up until that point? Uh, we have the Jaguars and we have the, the Saints. Saints. Saints, 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 Saints are this upcoming. And everything's week a must on Monday win. night. Like everything's a must win. And like, then after that is the Jaguars. I really, really just wanted this one because I feel like it would let us allow us for one loss at the next two games, but now these are both must wins. I hate having Gino in a must win. Mm-hmm. So um so I I feel good about having a running team, like having that identity on mm-hmm. offense. And this was easily the best defensive performance we've had. So I do like those two elements. Um, and it's not like New Orleans has been amazing. I would give us a 50-50 shot to go 2-0. and And I would give us about a uh, – I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, like a 75% chance to go 1-1. Like, and then a 25% shot to go 0-2. Yeah, you should be able to beat the Jaguars. You've got to be able to beat the Jaguars. They just um, won their first game in like 26 games. Like – if we lose both those, like if we lose both those, Russell, then I have. I think you probably should just bench Russell for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't know. He, I don't he, know. He's he not gonna. He, he won't do it. But, but just, I would. If know who we know? I forgot who we signed to our practice squad. I believe it's Blake Bortles. Oh, we did get the, the boat, boat. <laughs> bro. The boat. I might be down to have the boat just for fun. He's like the. He's like Big Ben Light, like. <laughs> He kind of actually is like Ben yeah. Roethlisberger Jr. Just without skills. What would you grade the defense? Overall? The defense, and then overall performance. I would give him a B. 
D line. I was going to say B minus. D line, I'll give a C minus. That's why, because we didn't get any sacks. We got Secondary, any. I would actually give us an A for, for the Seahawks. I'm talking about who we have. I'll give actually okay. I'll give us a B plus because we didn't get any turnovers and we dropped two picks. Um, yeah, I'm saying a B. I would say B, no B minus. I would say, say B, B plus for the secondary, a C minus for the D line, and I would give us a B plus for the um, for the linebacker just because they they stopped the run like effectively. Like there was a couple drives where they got it going a little bit, but what did, do you have? What Najee finished with? With rushing or receiving? Rushing. We had him really bottled up in the beginning. Like going to 24 for 81, 3.4 yards of carry. So, yeah, 3.4 yards of carry. Um, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. And, I mean, they they were, they were ran the ball quite a bit. So, yeah, they had 30 carries total for 119 yards. So it's Four yards on the dot. Four yards on the dot. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad about. I would that. give yeah B minus just because we didn't get any sacks, which and the detail, and I think I just the details kind of get washed out in the run. I honestly just think I'd give us overall B minus um, heading into this next week. I think we got to play because I think B you can get a win. B minus you, you could end up. The saddest thing about this is the rest of the pretty team, much the best you played with that with getting a loss. The rest of the team played the best that they've played all mm-hmm. year, and it was a game without Russell Wilson. Like yeah. it's the most infuriating. Russell game. plays we for sure win that game. No doubt. It's not even close. Well, I guess we'll see what happens next week on Monday Night Football. We'll be doing a preview later this week. Um, Definitely check in. Follow me on Twitter at ShayDoggy, S-H-E-A-D-A-W-G-Y. Follow Nate as well. At NateDoggy32. (laughs) I don't know who got Doggy first. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was there first. But Again, this is the (laughs) 76 to Infinity Podcast. I'm Shay Barron signing off. I'm Nate Dog, signing off. Have a good one, guys. Go Hawks.